Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Mark and Tamil Kinney. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks for having us, Whitney. Hey, Whitney. Hello. I'm honored to have you both on the show this time. This is great. This is, and, and a great topic, too, that I know you all can speak to very well. And uh, But a little about them in case you haven't heard of them. You should have. Mark's been on the show numerous times, and and we've heard about Think Multifamily and the big things that they are are doing and helping so many people in this industry. But they're seasoned real estate investors, entrepreneurs. They're the founder of Think Multifamily. They started over 20 years ago, have extensive experience in property valuation, acquisition, and operations, uh, well over 3,500 units, top-notch reputation among multifamily investment uh, whole community, that's for sure. I see them at all the events. They're doing some amazing events, which you also need to catch up on and make sure you're connected with them so you know about those events so you can learn about this business. And I hope they're going to share a little bit about those as well uh, before we get done. But welcome to the show, Mark, Tamil, and uh, you know this topic today of, of partnerships and how you know you all work together as a partnership, but possibly other partnerships as well is, is very important. And I know I was uh, personally hesitant to jump into partnerships, you know, in the real estate industry and business. And so I'm excited to hear about, you know, how you all have navigated this part of the business. And, uh, but welcome again, maybe you all give us an update, you know, tell us when the, this next event I know is coming up. So go ahead and tell us about when that's coming up and then let's jump into this partnership stuff. Sure. So our next event is September 7th and 8th in Dallas. Um, we're really excited for this one. We're constantly trying to change up contents and speakers to keep everything fresh and as always, when you enter a Think Multifamily event, we really want you to feel welcome and we want you to feel that you are at a different conference because it's very family focused. And we just, again, want everybody to feel part of the community. We do a two-day deal analysis event as well. It's going to be mid-November in Dallas. So it's two full days. Bring your computer. No fluff. Still trying to make it as fun as possible, but it's still a little difficult with the <laughs> deal analysis. But basically work through deals together. Uh, for two days. Nice. And I know one question people probably have, like during that deal analysis, are they using your underwriting tool? Are they learning about you know your underwriting tool? And is that something you all are giving out at that event as well? Yes, they do. And they get that as part of the, the event. Nice. I get that question often, like, what tool are you using? What tool are you using? What, you sure. know, who's is the best? And there's so many, but uh, so awesome. Well, you know, give us some, I guess, some feedback or, or back up a little bit about, you know, your all's partnership and, or maybe, you know, give us some do's and don'ts or maybe some things you've learned through the years of being even just, you know, you all partnering together, you know, in this real estate business. And I've heard, you know, some people on one side say, oh no, you know, you can't partner with your spouse in this business. And other people say, no, it's, you know, it's great. Right. You know, and, we, we, you know, she does this and he does that and it works really well. Uh, but we'd love to hear some of that and get right to it. Yeah. So so we're both twins, by the way, some identical twins. So I always kind of had a partner growing up. And uh, even though we loved each other, or best friends, we definitely got into some physical fights. Tamil and I don't usually physically fight, which is good. <laughs> but um, you experienced prior to the podcast, we get a little bickering back and forth <laughs> once in a while. But it's uh, so... For us, it was really more, you know, I was doing IT, I was a CPA, Tamil had, you know, really little to no probably interest or knowledge in what I was doing, but real estate was something we both shared a passion for. And I had 
different set of skills than Tamil. I was kind of more on the underwriting side and broker relationships and lenders. And Tamil was always more doing administrative, executive type stuff, more organized marketing, things like that. So uh, we probably really, as far as a skill set wise, we complement each other very well. And you can jump in too if you want. Yeah. So just like any partnership, I think you're going to have your ups and downs and because everybody's personalities are different, how you communicate is different. And it's kind of just like this learning process of how you learn to work together, how one person needs to understand why you're doing things a certain way. It, It really is a stance. Again, if you're married or not married, it's the same obstacles to overcome in partnership. Yeah, I think you have to give control a little bit. So if something's being done, let's say more on the marketing side or branding, I maybe I don't like it or whatever. I can give suggestions, but ultimately or, or complain about or complain it. or constructive criticism. <laughs> right. But um, then he'll eventually see things my way <laughs> since that's my side of the business. But yeah, handing over control to to her, and I think one of the the major things it doesn't matter whether you're married or not. You know, we have a, a coaching program. We have a lot of people that partner in that program in every single case, without a doubt, one person in the partnership does more than the other person. They just do. It's reality. Now, skill set wise, you know, it takes everyone to do it, right? All the skills have to be there. So you shouldn't be earlier on. I definitely thought my skill set was more important than Tamil's. I mean, it could be even a marriage, right? Maybe, you know, the one going out working, making money, thinks it's more important than the the spouse staying home, taking care of the kids or whatever I might be doing. It's same here. So valuing somebody else's skill set and realizing that you're not the same. Reality is you're born a certain way. You have certain you know, God-given talents and you can develop other talents, but really where your specialty is, uh, is really where you should continue to develop that further, in my opinion, become the expert in one or two areas. And don't try to be an expert in every single area of it because you won't get started if you do that, frankly. So you need to find someone to partner with. Well, I appreciate how how you talked about though, you know, that's that's her expertise and she's really making those decisions about, you know, the marketing or branding, those things. And you can, you're going to make suggestions if you see something, you know, or you're going to talk about it, but that's her part of the business, right? Or, she, you know, she's going to kind of get the ultimate say there and you're going to get the ultimate say probably over here in this part, uh, but you're trusting one another, right? You're trusting she's doing her best on this over here while she's doing the same to you and not... I guess micromanaging one another. Yeah, right. I, I would say in a partnership on on some aspects of it, if you talk more around, let's say it's uh, we're married or not, or say we're we're not married. Say you and I partner together, Whitney, on a deal, and we're fifty fifty partners. That can be very tricky, right? So who makes a decision if we disagree on something? You know, if we have a skill set, but the, now you're talking about when you sell a property, when you refinance, those bigger decisions. And you need to have a third party. You need agreement up front. I don't care any situation, no matter no matter who it is, that says who is going to do what and who can decide on what and when. And if you can't agree, then you need a way to, to break that tie. So bringing a third party person in that is someone maybe you both trust that can make that decision for you is required. And we have examples of this where, you know, unfortunately, earlier on, we entered into some transactions just with, you know, one or two other people total. So three, two or three of us involved in the deal. I want to do a refinance. I want to sell a property. And the other guys are like, I don't want to do it. Well, 
unfortunately, I was I didn't have all the all that in my pre-written agreement saying how we're going to handle those things. So literally, you're stuck. And we have a good friend that actually lives in our neighborhood too, and he owns nine properties, like smaller, like two to four units. He's been wanting to sell for six years, literally six years, and his partner won't sell. So it's our fault, right? Not having that in the agreement, but have all those things in there. Account for every single aspect of it. Get an attorney involved. Don't think you know all the aspects of it, but get an attorney involved up front to handle all those things. Hopefully, you don't have to have those issues that need to be resolved, but you probably will at some point. Our attorney says that you basically put everything in a contract, right? Plan for the worst and hope for the best. So just make sure it's in writing for every possible scenario. Are there any other scenarios that you've found just through many years of experience now that, that people probably still forget to discuss? You know, like, okay, who has the, the ability to make the final decision or do we bring somebody else in or, you know, when do we exit? Who's getting paid what? Those things. But any, anything else that you all have noticed that most people still forget, uh, especially in the syndication business when we're partnering? Yeah. I mean, one thing in particular, we know real examples of this where, you know, someone gets sick. I mean, it's unfortunate, right? But if their role is to, this guy is a property manager. Okay. So he's to managing the properties and he's terminally ill. Well, does he still get compensated and get paid? Does he still get the same equity? Does he still get the same monthly amount? You have to decide. You might be, Hey, yeah, I'm okay with that. But at some point in time, if it goes on for an extended period of time, you're probably going to be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not sure this guy should still be getting it. It's not to be mean. It's, it's a, it is a business. So you have to decide personally how you want to handle that, but you need to account for it. Uh, we have an example. I think this is tricky and we're not the only you know person to run this issue, but when you partner with somebody uh, and they're also the management company, so they're serving as a third party management company or construction company. Now you're a partner. And now you want to get rid of them. Well, that's a pretty awkward situation. We've been through this situation uh, with a with a partner. He was the third party manager company. Fortunately, we had a board director set up with a total of five of us. He was one of the five, and we actually voted him out. But you know, <laughs> this particular partnership, we've done a lot of great partnerships. This particular partnership with Nightmare, that's an understatement. You know, he stole money. We removed him. He had. Yeah, things he never recorded in the books. And people are like, well, how can that happen? Well, you know what? It happens on a regular basis. So don't think, don't be naive to think, oh, I'm Mr. High and Mighty, so it can never happen to me. When you get in that situation, then watch out because that's when it can happen to you. We took all the right steps up front, but you know, he was a he was a con guy and he didn't record things. I mean, he you know he's liable. You know, unfortunately, we were in litigation. He actually passed away. You know, eight months ago it makes it even more difficult. And, uh, you know, that particular deal is in trouble because of this. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to be in the business long enough, unfortunately, something probably will happen you didn't expect, but you need to just kind of move on and, and, and do everything that you possibly can to make it the best you can. But reality is you might not have the outcome that you wanted. Wow. What a lesson. What a lesson there for all of us as well. But moving forward, though, so have you said, okay, we're not partnering that away with any third-party management because of that or just to keep that from happening? Or uh, is that still an option? That is not an option for me. <laughs> I never do. No, that's, that's a new rule for us. I'm for not sure. saying people can't be very successful and be happy with it. I would never do it again. And then just as a side note on that particular transaction, uh, we bought into an existing LLC. And I just got a, uh, an email you know, three days ago. And the guy said, hey, 
uh, hey, this guy in the OM offering memorandum from the broker saying, hey, you can buy the existing LLC and save money on taxes. I did it once. I would never do it again. People are like, well, why would that be? You can put things in writing. It doesn't matter what you have in writing. If you say, I'm only liable from you know, January 1st on because that's when I bought it. If you get sued, they will sue the LLC. It happened to us. And you will be liable for that. No questions asked. You will owe money. You'll be all those sins from the past, recorded or not. And when they happen, even if they happened before you took over, will be your problem without a doubt. Great advice. Okay. So never partner with third party management. And, you know, and on that note, exactly, or specifically, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, it's more of an alignment of interest, you know, or especially when talking to investors, even our management company has, you know, is invested in this deal. And, but, but sounds like you all learned that's not the best option. And, I, and I've heard that as well. You know, obviously, it's, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get rid of them, which you all have experienced. So, you know, one question about, you know, that I hear often as well and, and with the partnership with husband and wife, you know, what are you able to have time or how do you do this where it's not business time? <laughs> you know, like you turn the business off because, uh, you know, I don't know if you all work out of your home or not, but you know, yeah, you do. So, you know, I would imagine that makes it even more difficult to like, okay, you know, we're turning the business off for a little bit just to, you know, just to be us over here and uh, without, it, it, does that happen or is that needed in, in this partnership or how, how do you do that? So I think that is a great question and it's definitely a struggle for most entrepreneurs, right? So this is really the age of the entrepreneur. More and more people are trying to quit their jobs and work from home. But when you kind of run your own business, you want to make sure that you're doing anything and everything you can, which means tends to mean longer hours. With Mark and I, this business, we, we love it. We're passionate about it. So that's the one thing in general we have in common. Um, that's one thing that we struggled with early in our marriage is we had very little in common. So what were we going to talk about besides his business, which I knew nothing about? But at least in real estate, with us both being passionate about it, we can talk about it um, during our work hours, during our non-work hours, which is like very seldom. Um, but if we're date night, that's what we want to talk about because that's what we're both passionate about. Yeah, for us, it's not as big of an issue because we do want to talk about it. Now, if you're in a situation where some people are like, I, you know, this is a date night. We don't want to have to talk about work. That's fine. But for us, we don't look at it as we're losing out on something else. Um, but no, it's been, um, there's no question that, you know, 90% of our discussions have to do with some something related to work. That's awesome, though. You're both passionate about it. And so you both uh, enjoy that. And you both are pushing to do this the best that you can. And and, and it's not, uh, or I guess neither of you see it as this time that uh, we're just talking about the other person's work, you know, uh, constantly, right. you know, you're both passionate about it. So and our kids too, we, 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 you know, our kids are very involved understand what's going on, seeing us go through, you know, struggles, how we, how we've gotten through those and things like that. So for us, it is really more of a family type business. They can choose to continue in it or, or not when they're, when they get older, but they're going to at least learn aspects of it. And a lot of things they are going to learn will be transferable to any business. Not, so many things you learn can be transferred to any business, not just real estate. It'd be great to do a show just on how you all are implementing the kids and the business and stuff as well. But, you know, what about uh, vetting new partners now? How are, how are you, you know, I know you all have had many partnerships now and done it successfully. You know, how has that changed and what do you do now to make sure that, you know, this is somebody that you want to partner with now? Oh, slower. I mean, you know, our attorney Dugan will say, you know, date before you get married. 
and it's a small world. So, you know, can somebody slip, slip by? They can, it's just reality. But I think going very slowly, but end of the day, the biggest piece is having something in writing that you can remove somebody based on something is, is the ultimate because you can do background checks. You can ask, you know, for references and things like that. But if someone wants people are like, well, how can this happen? Well, look at the multi-billion dollar companies where people, you know, steal money. How can that possibly happen in a company like that? Well, if somebody wants to do something bad enough, they'll figure out a way to do it. It's just reality. Um, if they're a bad person, they're going to continue to to do things like that. So you can do background checks. You can ask around. You can post on different, uh, you know, social media type things. Hey, has anyone worked with such and such person? Things like that. And you have to take it with a grain of salt as far as the feedback you get. But I think the biggest thing is having something in writing that allows you to, you know, take action and, and not drawn out action where, you know, our property management company, this particular gentleman wanted to, to stay there and said, you can't remove me. Well, you know, we changed the locks and then it was like, well, you owe me money still for all the months that you would have owed me and things like that. So accounting for all those things like Tamil mentioned upfront, and having the ability to remove somebody is really ultimate key. I would say one thing we advise people as well is you can also do a background check, an extensive one. But one of the problems I find with that, if you are putting all your eggs in that basket, is that people can suppress previous lawsuits or negative reviews on, on social media. I actually just got an email sent to me yesterday, um, sent to some businesses, obviously, just offering that service that we can suppress any negative reviews that you have from your company and and we've seen it done. So I would say definitely consider background checks, but don't put all your eggs in that basket. You still have to move slowly, ask around and make sure you have everything in writing. I think another one is you could ask to talk with any previous partners they had. Now, whether they gave the right person or not, but even though we've had partners before, you know, this particular one, I would say, yeah, I would, I would definitely say don't ever, ever partner. We had another partner with, with, with somebody and, you know, he didn't really do anything wrong, you know, at all. Uh, we don't partner with anymore for other reasons, but he didn't, it wasn't like he did anything wrong. So there's a big difference between calling somebody and finding out, well, this guy's unethical and stole money versus, well, we just didn't jive on our goals. That's a totally different thing because maybe you, you're the new person coming in and your goals do align with that person. So. It's tricky. If someone wants to con, you know, somebody, they're going to get away with it at some point in time. Uh, and hopefully you're not the one they, they con. Are there any other questions when you're just getting to know somebody that, I don't know, you might ask that wouldn't be obvious for us to ask? I know uh, even hiring like a virtual assistant, a lot of times I'll ask, even, you know, even what their spouse does for work or, you know, what they do on the weekends just for fun, you know, just to get yeah. to know them a little bit. And, and, uh, but anything like that that you all might ask uh, just to get to know them better? Well, I think having the, you, know, you don't have to be the same, but I do think the more common things you have together, makes it a more enjoyable partnership. It's not always business. You know, we, we do business with people, but we also hang out with them. We do our cruise. We go to dinner with them. That's what we want to do. So it makes it in my mind, if someone has, you know, they don't have to have a family, but if they do, reality is it, it's easier because we have a family with kids. If someone likes cars or fitness, or whatever, okay, I have a common thing with, with them. So the more common things, just, it's a good point, whether you're partnering with somebody or trying to raise money from investors. I've had people that have heard me on a podcast and said, 
I only reached out to you because you're a twin. I only reached out to you because you went to Michigan State University. It's like, really? You know, so those type of things, the more common things you have with somebody makes a partnership so much better. And when we're talking to potentially even new students or partnerships, um, one of the things that draws me is if they're philanthropic, philanthropic, I don't know how you say that really long word. They like to give back, right? Charities or mission trips or anything that really connects with me. So my mindset on that is if they're passionate about giving back to people, they're a little less self-focused of what they can get out of the partnership and maybe it'll be a little bit more of a win-win. Yeah. I mean, when we, the first time we really sat down with you for breakfast, right? We discovered that you have adopted and we have as well. So does that mean we should go and partner together? Well, it means it definitely makes a connection there because it's, there aren't a lot of people that have done that. And it, it kind of shows, uh, if you want to say your heart or do you want to describe it as uh, kind of a similar heart as us. So it's, it's kind of an instant connection. Yes. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And to pivot just a little bit, and since uh, Tamil's never been on the show before, I'll, I'll ask you, you know, what's the one thing that's contributed to your success? I would say having... Mark, right? No, I'm yeah, right? I was going to well, say that, but I didn't want to... He was part of that. So for me, I would say I'm totally different today than I was three years ago because you know, within the last several years, Mark and I have faced a lot of challenges, challenges in our marriage and challenges in our business. And they were hard. And sometimes in life, you have to almost hit rock bottom and go through these things before you can start climbing your way out and being stronger because of it. Um, I'm a lot more confident in who I am now. Sometimes you're whatever's holding you back. Like I used to be afraid to have a conversation with Mark because he was so, so, so much more dominant in his thought process. He's witty. He's smart and educated. You said his past tense. <laughs> well, and I was intimidated by that. Right. So I had to learn how to have my own confidence and, and get over the fear of projecting my thoughts and my emotions and let him understand where I was on that my desire for change had to be greater than the fear of the things that were holding me back. And because of those challenges, I'm stronger, I'm better. And I think our business and our marriage is stronger because of it. Can you say that again? Your desire to change had to be greater than your fear of... Of the things holding you back. Wow. No, that's great. That's deep. It's good stuff. She got that from me. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I did. No, that's awesome. I just really appreciate how you all work together and sharing this. I know all of us, uh, you know, or, or if you're going to be in the syndication business, you're going to be in a partnership, most likely, yeah. right? right? Or of some kind. And so right. it's so important. Um, but, uh, you know, tell us how, how you all like to give back. Um, well, there are several charities in general that we really love to connect with. Uh, Orphanage in Nigeria, medical missions. I've done several. I get away when I can, but it's kind of hard to get away that long. But we also support a local charity called Treasured Vessels Foundation, who builds tiny homes for sex trafficked girls in the state of Texas, 12 to 17 year old um, minors. Um, So those are kind of our our two big hearts, our orphanages and the sex trafficking industry, specifically for kids who get trapped into it. Awesome. Well, it's been a joy or pleasure having both of you on at the same time and, and especially this dynamic of partnerships with you know husbands and wives and others as well. But tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you all. Sure. They can stay connected with us by checking us out on our website at thinkmultifamily.com. That's think, T-H-I-N-K, 
thinkmultifamily.com. They can also send me an email personally if they'd like at Tammy, T-A-M-I, at thinkmultifamily.com. And Mark, M-A-R-K, at thinkmultifamily.com. And then the one more time, the event that's in November, this show, it'll be really close to the September one, but the, the uh, what's the date of the November one? November 14th and 15th, I believe. <laughs> okay. we're, we're focused on the upcoming yeah. one, but November 14th and 15th in Dallas. Okay. All right. Thank you all very much. Thank, Thank you. you, Whitney. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.